right, let's do a podcast. You already hit record. Hey! Hi! How's everyone doing? Why did I say that first? They can't respond. No, but... Guys, welcome to Third Best. Thank you for listening to Third Best, the podcast for you and your third best friend. I am, as always, Will Cobb. And I am Dalton Causey, as sometimes. Uh, that was an okay joke. That was? Yeah, that was I right. think it kind of fits today, which is, you know... Being other people? Being other people. Which yeah. is what we do for a living. Mm-hmm. Not right now, but... No, we're not getting paid. Striving. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're going to talk about theater today. We're going to talk about the theater. It's something um, that both of us love a lot. It's how we met. And it's one thing that we think that we could... Talk about for... Pull a 45-minute episode We could probably make of. a whole podcast about theater. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'm just saying that we could if we we're wanted to. We're not that good. Like a whole one. Sure. Maybe. Man. Maybe a season. Season two. No. All right. Well, anyway, guys, we asked you on our Instagram what you wanted us to talk about in the theater realm. So we're going to answer some of those questions. Also, Dalton asked me to make three questions for him, and he would make three for me. Yeah. And as always, um, I thought of two. And I thought of five. Yeah. So we're going to see how that goes. But we evened it out. Kind of. Not real. Wait. Actually, we we had more than we thought. So... Yeah, but that was on my end, you know. Yeah, I really you're kind pulled of through pull, on that. Yeah, you're kind of pulling most. And to of be the honest weight. with you, I didn't even come up. I know that I asked you that last night, but I didn't even come up with any questions until today. Well, me too, but I just I got stumped on that last one. Yeah, maybe maybe it'll hit me as we're doing the maybe. podcast. I'm sure since we are doing a podcast and this is about talking and conversation, then mm. you'll probably come up with some questions of your own. Sure, or maybe it won't. Maybe not. I'm just a robot here. Yeah, but before we get into the business, Will, how was your day? My day's been pretty good today. Yeah? I've just been kind of like lazing around and came here. I'll be honest, I haven't been. Oh, well, well yeah, you always have like a morning routine and everything. So yeah, that's whatever. True. You know where I went this morning? Where? where guess where I went. The Westgate Trail? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you went to the Bean Bro. I went to the Bean Bro in Daleville. That's right. Is that now like part of your morning routine? No, no, it can't be just because that, that's a lot of gas money. To yeah. Go to Daleville. It's only 20 minutes away, but still, that's 20 minutes away. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's 20 minutes for coffee. I got to listen to the entire first act of Parade, though. Oh, awesome. So I did enjoy that. Good for you. I always enjoy a good listen to Parade. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good thing to mention on our theater podcast. Theater podcast. Anyway, so yeah. h- how should we go about this? Should we just hop into questions or talk about like, um, our experience maybe, starting in theater? Well, let's or, look at the questions that the, the people have sent into us. Because maybe, maybe the people have asked us that already. Let me look and see. And as he does mm. that, I'll do some elevator music. Kind of. Kind of. Um, this is kind of. Okay. You ruined it. <laughs> the anyway, bit's dead. Um, Vlight the Terrible asked. Uh-huh. Wait, are we... We didn't say their names last time. I mean, we... No, we didn't. But go for it. But you want to say their it's names a new, It's a new episode. It's new us, new questions. Just go for Can it. Can I say... So I guess since I've already said one name, I guess I should just say all the names. Yeah. Okay. Vlight, period, the, period, Terrible asked... Mm-hmm. What are the main things which moved you to do theater? Like applause, laughter, etc.? I love I literally was wanting someone to talk about this question because I was thinking about this yeah. today. Um I was listening to a podcast that John Lennon not John Lennon, John Legend was being interviewed Two on. Two totally different people. Very, very different. One of them hit his wife. Guess what? It wasn't John Lennon. Okay. Um we don't talk about that we, enough. We don't talk about it enough. But anyway, so John Legend was talking about how so many kids learn music from church because, you know, sadly, so many programs are cut in schools. So church is the only way that people can, like, learn about music and learn how to play music and singing and all that stuff. Especially, he was talking a lot about R- R&B artists. And I was thinking about, in my own experience, how church was kind of the gateway for me to kind of get up and sing for people yeah because i was i was 
theater kids always talk about how like, oh, when I was three years old, I just wanted to perform for everyone. And I like put on plays and I did all this stuff and I just wanted attention. But I was never really one of those kids. I, I mean, getting me to sing or do anything or talk in front of anybody was like pulling teeth for me. Yeah. And in church, it was kind of like, I felt led to do it. Like it was something that I felt I had to, because I had, you know, I could sing and I had this gift and in church it was like, if you have a gift, it's, you know, it's something that you kind of have to do. So I think that's really affected me in theater because it's always been about, I love doing this and I feel like because I can, it's my duty to perform for other people kind of. So it's never really been, I mean, as I've gone on, I, I do like attention. I gotta be honest. (laughs) Yeah, we know. (laughs) You're on a podcast. Of course I'm on a podcast. But it's kind of just always been about being passionate about it for me. Yeah. Instead of it um just wanting to get up in front of people, you know? Yeah, I would say almost the same. I mean, when I was a kid, the first time I remember getting in front of people and talking, I was five years old and I got in front of the church and I told the story of Jonah and the well mm-hmm. because my grand, my grandfather was the pastor. And I just like, one day I was like, I want to tell the story of Jonah and the well. And he was like, yeah, okay. Like, all right, I have that Liberty to make, we can make that for you. Yeah. And so I did that and it wasn't necessarily like, you know, like I want people to like see me do something. Mm-hmm. I just like wanted to tell people the story of Jonah and the well. Cause I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, did people clap for you and you were like, oh, I like that? No, no one clapped. Everyone just kind of, you know, like, uh, there's not really clapping in church. Was it a Methodist church? No, it was Baptist. Oh, wow. Baptists clap for everything. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it was just kind of like a, you know, head nods and stuff. Maybe, I don't think six-year-old, you did a good job. <laughs> I was very into the story of Jonah and I remember oh. every second of it. But I would also write dinner speeches Mm-hmm. If I was over at my grandparents' house, or if I was like even at my house, I would write dinner speeches to give at the dinner table. That's amazing. I rem- I remember at least doing three. Wow, that is so different from me as a kid. I I would never like speak at the table for a long period <laughs> of time with my family all around, like extended family too, and everything. Yeah, I mean, like I I like I remember only doing this like three times, but I do re- like. I did it for the laughs. Like I was oh, yeah. a good joke teller when I was oh. when I was eight. Oh yeah, years old. That's so awesome. But I would say, like, if I, I mean, like, the only thing that like moves me by the audience is laughter, because mm. like then I know, like, oh, I've got them. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, if yeah. I go as soon as I go on stage, I can tell if it's going to be a good audience or not. Because mm-hmm. pretty soon after, I usually do something funny, yeah. or something that we have like directed and like worked to get a yeah. laugh. And if it gets a big laugh, then I know, like, okay, I've got this audience in the palm of my I hand. Hooked I hooked them. But I would say, I mean, like, what draw me, what drew me, sorry, what drew me into theater, is that, that's right. That's what I'm saying is right. I, yeah. What drew me, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. What drew, what drew me into theater was really the community of putting a story together. I was just about to talk about this. Because I just, like, loved telling stories as a kid. I mean, like, I told the story mm-hmm. of Jonah. I also uh, would, like, always be, like, the first one who wanted to read in class when I was, you know, a kid. Yeah. Just because, like... When I was a kid, you know, before I got to kindergarten, I was in a bed for two years, hospitalized from childhood cancer. Yeah. So, like, I learned how to read before most kids did. And I, like, learned how to speak pretty good English mm-hmm. um, before most what happened, kids did. What, hap- what happened now? I don't know. I just I – think I, I think I had, like, a – I think I had a, a mid-teen stroke, to be honest with you. Just keep telling your story, doll. Anyway, so I would say – a a group of people coming together to, to want to tell a story really drew me in. Cause I was like, Oh, there's more people like me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But second to that, to that would be laughter. Yeah. I mean, laughter is the best medicine. I think that I was, I was just about to talk about the community aspect too, because, mm-hmm. and my community theater, which I, that's where I kind of started doing theater theater was there. Um, we, it's called Swamp Gravy at Cotton Hall Theater Swamp in Cockroach, Gravy. Georgia. Swamp Gravy. If you Swamp don't know Gravy. it, look it up. Swamp Gravy. But the the awesome part of be, that experience was, to me, theater was never like, you know, community theater where it's like, hey, let's put on Grease for like the 50th time or do <laughs> this. That was never it for me it, because Swamp Gravy is... I mean, every time I've gone, it has been a 
delight to sit in Cotton Hall. Like it Thank is my you. favorite theater to sit in always. Thank you so and much. And it's always something so different from what I saw the last time. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been to a Swamp Gravy show, you know, in a in a hot second. Yeah, but the ones yeah. that I have gone to mm-hmm. are hot. So if you don't know, Swamp Gravy is like a collection of stories from our community. And we basically gather stories from people and then a playwright puts them together into a show. And a lot of it was just, I mean, there's scenes and stuff, but a lot of it is just like addressing the audience and telling your story. And it, it was just awesome to me because growing up theater was us just telling the stories of, of our, of our town and telling people like, Oh, this is something that my great grandfather did, and this is something that like her aunt did, and it, it was all but so like getting to play your grandfather. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's yeah. super cool and like very emotional. I mean, like, that's that's mm-hmm. very like. Honorable. And then and then people come to the shows, and then it's their family story, and they get to see like something that happened to their family, like put on stage, and it was just this whole awesome learning and cathartic experience yeah. that's still going on and I love it so much and it's really shaped how I see theater now and who I am like as an actor yeah. which I really appreciate and it's all it also goes in hand with the people who are in Swamp Gravy and who were in Swamp Gravy when I was a part of it no one was really there because they wanted attention no one I mean I'm sure there were a couple but most of the people there were there because they wanted to be a part of this thing and they wanted to be in something that was sharing these stories yeah. and part of like a community experience. And that, that also has really like imprinted on me, like what theater is like, it's about being with your cast and being with the audience. Yeah. Which is, ugh. I mean, what, my first show technically, my technical, technically my first show mm-hmm. was a dinner theater show called come home at supper time, which was about, um, the people in the town of Brundage. So it was very reminiscent of Cotton Hall and Swamp Gravy. Mm-hmm. Um, but y- yeah, I, I'm on the same boat with you there on the whole, you know, Southern yeah. Community Theater Guild. It, it is, mm-hmm. it does, it do be popping. It do be popping. It do be popping. And like in Swamp Gravy, we perform every single weekend in March and October. So, and it's a huge cast and everyone really like, you you become a family. Yeah, it's it's an it was. I think the last experience. one I saw was Home, mm-hmm. and that one was very good. A good one. A good one. A good one. Should we took a look? Should we take well, it? Well, while we're on the top of Swamp Gravy, shout out to Will Murdoch of the Orange, Orange Pod, the Orange Couch, Couch podcast. podcast, the Orange Couch Podcast. I just butchered that. I'm so um, sorry. Will, I hope you're having a good time in quarantine. Yes. We miss you at rehearsals. Will is the artistic director over at Cotton Hall Theater, and he writes. Um, he's writing this upcoming Swamp Gravy and he's written like the last two and then a few before that. He is just always popping out those plays for our community and props to you, man. And directing them and designing sets and costumes and he's a theatrical genius. He's I I he's like a um what's the word? Uh Da Vinci. He's I like a, to think of uh, think of him as a Da Vinci. As a Da Vinci? Yeah, because he just can, knows how to do so many things. Okay, well, that was, that was pretentious. Um, well, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Pretentious if I say it about someone else? Yeah. Okay. This one might be a different question. We might can answer it some way, because the first one was, what are the main things that moved you to do theater? Uh-huh. And this one is, what's your favorite part about performing? It's not the same question, okay. but it's in the same roundhouse. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there could be a different answer. Mm-hmm. I've actually been thinking about this. An- so many of these questions are things that I have prepared to talk about already, hoping mm-hmm. that there would be a question. So yeah. thank you guys for reading my mind. Um, my favorite part about performing is like, I don't know, there's a feeling whenever you're really into it and when you're really yeah. a part of the scene and connecting and there's like this gut like it's in, I don't know. It's like a tightness and a warmth. And it's like, you're just, your whole body's yeah, into it. It's like a million things at once. And I've, I kind of felt it every now and then throughout high school, but I didn't really, really feel it until we did Godot together. Gato. Gato, whatever. Don't, you know the, you know how I to know say the, I know how to say it. You know the French pronunciation. <laughs> I know how the French do it. All right. It's just like that 
two for me because it was like yeah. when you got one other person and you're just there doing a scene together and it's just uh-huh. like that 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 collaboration between the, just two people mm-hmm. really gets it for me. And we were with each other that entire week. So we really created a bond in the play and outside of the play. Mm-hmm. And like that is just my bread and butter. I mean, I just oh, yeah. love co- collaborating with people in theater and outside of mm-hmm. theater. I mean, one of the best experiences for me recently also was uh, doing Hand to God at mm-hmm. U- University of Alabama, yeah. mainly because I knew everyone in the cast already. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I knew every single person. If I had, I, I met Caitlin Hicks, who played my mom, four years beforehand. So oh, I was wow, or yeah, four, four years beforehand. So I had known. No, five. I've, I had known her five years before, and so I, I knew Caitlin. Oh, wait, what, what show did she play your mom in? In Hand of God. Oh, I thought you meant she played your mom, like, in five another years ago. show. Oh, no, five, no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. I got it, got it. And then uh, Christian Tripp, who played the um, Pastor Greg in the show, was my acting one teacher. Oh, and cool. um, my good friend Robin played Timothy, who was the bully. And um, my dear sweet friend Emily Starzik played uh, Jessica, my love interest. Oh, so we love We, yeah. I'm and... <laughs> I just got to put that out there. I know. Annalise, if you're listening, I'm obsessed with you. Hey, back off. All right. Anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. kidding. (laughs) Anyway, but it it just feels so much better when you know the people Mm -hmm. that you're working with. And if you don't know them, then I encourage that you do get to know them. Yeah, it's – so I felt that feeling in Gatto. And then through high school, you – not high school, college. um, It was like a whole – other experience of learning how to really get into the process of acting. And yeah. I was able to like tap into that feeling a lot more often. And you're right. Like in my acting two class, um, my teacher had us all do these things called auto dramas in front of each other, mm-hmm. which is basically you are given 10 minutes to <laughs> tell your life story or any story of your life in any way you want, which is really cool just for all of us to really get to know each other because we were going to be working on scenes and yeah. doing monologues for each other, very personal. So yeah. And, and I already knew everyone in the cast, in the cast, everyone in my acting class, I already knew them because it was the second semester. But after that, we were all just kind of like, and just, I don't know. It was just yeah. so cool. And I just got up there and told people things that I had barely told anybody else. And it was one of the, most cathartic experiences yeah. of my life and after that doing scenes with anybody else was gosh dalton i'm so on. sorry i had a notification on my computer but do, doing scenes with other people after that was just so easy because we yeah. already knew something had something in common and i one time I, I did a scene with someone in class and they were very like they they wanted to do method oh no and they wanted to call me by my character's name and only talk to me while we were doing the scene and it just didn't work for me at all because I didn't know the person. I didn't have any connection with the person. So it was hard for me to connect with that person because they were striving to be completely as their character. And it was just, it's just hard yeah. to do. You got to connect with the person. Yeah. We were doing a zoo story by Edward Albee. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, it was a, Oh, Albee. Oh, Albee. I want to. I want to like peek into his mind for a second. I don't. <laughs> I, after reading that play and Home Life, I don't. Have you read The Goat or um, Who's mm. Sylvia? Mm-mm. Read it. It's so good. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's get on. Let's do an audition question here. Taylor Beth asks, "What not to sing in an audition?" All right. So that's a question that everyone <laughs> likes to ask, especially with musical theater. Um. I really don't think there's any hard, fast rules when it comes to audition songs because, okay, there are songs that are super overdone, but listen, if you are sure that you can do that song better than anyone else, if you are the best person who can do that song, do it. More power to you. Um, Just own the audition room and they'll love it. But... I would say don't do anything that's on Broadway right now. So steer clear of like, well, nothing's on Broadway right now. But you know what I mean. Like steer clear of like your Dear Evan Hansons, your Wicked, your yeah. Mean Girls, your anything that's like playing right now and is still very much yeah. anything that's like new, super contemporary and super popular. 
probably just need to stay away from. Yeah, especially that people are like really paying attention to and really still looking at the OGs who are still on Broadway, like really paying attention to their interpretations. I would say don't. Um, but yeah, I, I think I love to do in theater for me for auditions is I take overdone women's songs and I like to gender bend them and put them in a key that I like. That's kind of been my um, niche in auditions. And I just, I just love gender bending songs. Yeah. So it's fun. Um, I'm a really big fan of singing. I'm not afraid of anything from songs for new world. It's been my go-to lately. Yeah. But yeah. I, <laughs> I always like to sing songs. I'm not a musical theater student, but when I did sing, I would sing. When I did sing. When I did sing, I would sing songs from shows that no one else at Spark wanted to listen to. Uh-huh. Like Groundhog Day and Charlie the Chocolate Factory. Uh, which breaks all the rules I just laid uh, out. Chaplin. Like, okay, Chaplin's okay. Chaplin's okay. Cha- Chaplin. Well, I mean, you did Groundhog Day and like wh- whichever one other one you said. Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Blackberry. Okay, it must be believed to be seen from Charlie Chocolate Factory goes hard, and okay. I sing, and I can see that song very well. Like that is my go-to I know, song. You do, you do sing it very. It's well. a very much like in my range, and like it is, is my acting mm-hmm. range as well. Period. Like mm-hmm. it's also a dream role. Like it's probably like my ultimate dream role. So like sing, sing your dream roles, and like yes. perform and audition with the, the roles that you want to play. Don't do something you don't want to do because yeah. Above all, a good audition song is one that you like doing. Yeah. Yeah. So don't want to bring up another question? Yeah. Oh, wait. You didn't say who asked those questions, Dalton. We've already I said Taylor up. Beth asked what not to sing an audition. Oh. Lily Jeffers asked what's your favorite part about performing. We've only done three questions, Okay, man. I'm just making sure because I don't pay enough attention okay. to when you talk. Um, the Empowered Podcast. Oh, we love that. Another podcast has asked us, what is your dream role to play? What's my dream role to play? Oh God, I have so. Well, I just said mine. Mine is Willy Wonka in either a musical version or a straight play version. I just so badly want to play Willy Wonka, and that's like as serious as I can be. Like Y'all, I love that. I show. just want to be Dear Evan Hansen so bad. Dear, you mean God. you mean Evan Hansen? <laughs> I always say that. I always say I want to be Dear Evan Hansen, but that, okay, never mind. Um, I want to be Evan Hansen so bad, like so bad. It's not even fair. Um, okay. All right. Here's the next question. <laughs> Jordan Schwab asks, what do you guys think your future in theater will look like in an ideal world? In an ideal world? This is a, this is a hard question. I definitely want consistent work. And yeah, I want to be able to only have to do theater. I don't want to have to have a second yeah. job. And I mean, I, that's, all, that's ideal. You know what I mean? And I want it to be work that's, like, meaningful to me. Yeah, I don't want to have Pretty to much. do... Well, like, people say this a lot. And, like, I'm going to bring up something controversial here. Mm-hmm. But people are always like, oh, I, I want to be an actor that defies my type. And I, I want to do all this revolutionary stuff. And, like, you can do that uh-huh. one day. But in reality, yeah, but you, you gotta like have to play your type right now. Like you gotta pay your dues with stuff that you, you just don't care about. Exactly, but you have to care about it just as much as you will doing something revolutionary. I mean, I had an acting teacher say, "You better care just as much, mm-hmm. the same amount, if you are doing Blue's Clues or Les yeah. Mis." Like, but also people will say, like in auditions, when you go in for the stuff you don't care about people are more than likely to cast you because you have this confidence. Like, I don't care if I get this or not. Exactly. You know, whether, whereas like if I went to a Dear Evan Hansen audition, I'd be just shaking. I'd literally be quaking in my boots. Um, exactly. Mm -hmm. But you, you got to play your type until you can, I, you have to be who they want you to be until you can be the person you want to be. Period. Um, and I can't wait for the day to be the person who I want to be, which is someone who is, uh, defying my type in every single role. I mean, I want to be something different. I want to do something different. Um, but in an ideal world, what I'm going to do with my theater career is I, I want to be a straight actor, um, in, you know, plays and such possibly film. And, um, yeah, I would love to be on a TV drama. Oh, oh, that's steady pay. Yeah. That's what I live for. And also, um, for me, my career, I, I mean, of course, I do want to be on Broadway. I want to be on Broadway so bad. But a lot of really 
meaningful and revolutionary work doesn't happen on Broadway. Yeah, no. Like because you see like the National Theater. Yeah. And like all these places that usually are the ones that pushed stuff to Broadway mm-hmm. are the ones doing I'm not saying that art that Broadway doesn't make art, but I'm saying they're the yeah. ones really doing revolutionary art and stuff that isn't wanted mm. by most Broadway producers. Very much. Um, a lot of revolutionary work is being done on off-Broadway and regional mm. theaters and professional theaters. Yeah, because when you move to Broadway and you're on such like a global stage at that point, there are so many concessions you have to Yeah, and have. also like you have to realize like as an actor, you are a product. Yeah. Like you are something that people want to have like and buy. Like mm-hmm. you're being sold basically. So you have to, uh, yeah. I didn't like that. Yeah, no, I didn't either. Mm, let's move on. Yeah? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, like, you you got to sell yourself, baby. Should we answer one more quick question? Then um, We're actually out of, these, these, these. we only got five questions. People right. are really not stepping up their game on our questions. Wow. Posts. Well, I mean, the people who did, those are some awesome questions. Those were fantastic so questions. Um, I just got a text from someone that said, how did you make a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Should I answer it on the podcast? Yeah. Who is it? It's my friend, Elizabeth Blewett. Oh, hi, Elizabeth. I'm just going to say, all I had to do was go to anchor.com and sign up and they showed me how to do everything. Shout out to Anchor. They're awesome. Thank you, Anchor, so much for putting us on your network. We really love you. <laughs> um, this isn't really a sponsored ad, but it is an ad. Sure, yeah. Um, Use Anchor, so you guys. So we'd like to thank you. you. We'd like to thank Anchor for this, uh, for helping us with this podcast. This has been a solid little chunk. Yeah, it has, and we're about to move on to our own questions for each other. Yeah, so, and it's going to get even better. Yeah, and we're going to take a little break right now because yeah. we're about to get cut off by Anchor. We are. But yeah, we will we'll see you in one, two, three, four, five. Hey, do you want to go to Target with me right now? No, like later. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And we're back. Hi. Hi. We, me and Will, Will and I, really, are going to ask each other some questions now that we've come up with about theater for each other. Well, yes. And then... As I, you mentioned earlier, I have like two. two. And I have five. <laughs> but they should... They should... Uh, yeah, and we'll answer them. Both and we'll answer. probably think of more questions. Yeah. Or something like that. And we can answer... Uh, we can each answer. We'll How about you go first? I want to hear what genius questions you've come up with, Will. Because obviously if they were um, so brain-stickling, then... <laughs> Well, I'm actually just interested interested in knowing what what kind of, like type of theater are you into? Do you Ooh. like are you into realism? Are you into like abstract theater? Like what's I really like all of it. Mm. But I really like watching people play. Like oh, yeah. have fun. Like mm-hmm. I super vibe with shows like Peter and the Starcatcher. Mm. And just like shows where people get to really invent the space and just like be children again and just oh, yeah. play with the space. Um, that's why you like falsettos. I, I, I do like falsettos, <laughs> but that's not, they're not necessarily like playing. I mean, they have a cool set that they like, mm-hmm. you know, move around and stuff, but I really like that. Um, but as far as straight plays go, I really like plays like that where people, people are inventing and are um, really playing on yeah. stage. Now with musicals, I'm very particular about musicals. I either like shows where, it is entirely music the whole time. And I can listen to the show mm-hmm. and know what's happening. I really like that. Like, I love doing that. The soundtrack has to be the saving grace for me. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, most people, that's all that you get from a show. Because mm-hmm. most people don't have the money to go see the show. It has to bop. It has, it, has, to it has to bop. It has to get me through it. I have to understand the story. That's why I like Hades Town and Parade and Saigon, mm-hmm. Little Shop of Horrors. I mean, all those, those songs tell you the story throughout the show um i also like shows like the one we're doing now uh, oh we haven't talked about this on the podcast we haven't um will and i are in a production of spring awakening at the moment we are but in spring awakening our our vision i guess for the show is that instead of the character singing it is us as ourselves yeah portraying portraying the song and uh, and telling the mm-hmm. audience straight up like what is going through the character's brain but as ourselves mm-hmm. And I super vibe with that because it's just super weird for me. It's like I'm doing a serious acting scene right now and then I'm going to start singing. Like it's just takes me out of it. It's super weird and uncomfortable. It really just makes me uncomfortable. Like Mm -hmm. it does. And like I've had to be in shows before where I've done it. And it just also made me uncomfortable because I was like, what is the motivation? You know what I mean? 
I understand you obviously have some different opinions about this because you are a musical theater student, uh-huh. but it just super weirds me out whenever I don't know what's going on on a show and, you know, yeah, you know I understand. I mean? I mean, I sometimes transitions into a song are just weird sometimes. It, and it depends on like how the direction and the writing and things like yeah. that. But when it's done good, it oh. can be done good. Oh, when it's done good, that's like that it hits. But yeah, and there are some shows. Well, th- one show in particular. What is it, Will? It's not really a show. It's a movie. And I'm probably gonna get some internet flack for this. But the Greatest Showman, man. It. I... <laughs> okay, listen. The music is so good, and the it story is. is so good. But there, I just found myself a couple of times in the movie just wondering why is there a song here mm-hmm. you know i was just i would just find myself just thinking like why 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 did there have to be a song and i'm a musical theater major yeah. dude like i i, I i'm can thinking I, that can i say something controversial sure speak it plain i think david hansen should be a play yeah i know i know and it's only because, like, when I listened to it, I didn't understand what was happening. I had no idea. Uh-huh. And I was just, like, super drawn out. And then when I watched, I... Guys, um, I used to watch Bootlegs, and I'm really sorry about it. <laughs> but Alex to. Brightman, if you're listening, I, I don't do it anymore, I promise. <laughs> I don't do it anymore. I promise. Please take me back. Anyway. But I watched it, and I was just... I got uncomfortable a couple times. I did. And I know that how much you love it, and it is a good show. Like at the end of the day, like I watched it, and I was like, "This is a great show." Like it is. But when you will be found comes in, I'm just kind of like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm, and I, I respect your opinion. No, you don't. No matter, <laughs> you're going to talk about it afterwards. You're going to be like, you idiot. No matter how how wrong it is, I respect it. But just it's kidding. just I don't know. There's something about Pasek and Paul where sometimes I'm just. Not vibing when the song comes on. Have you seen Dogfight? Yeah, Dogfight's good. Dogfight's so good. Dogfight's really good. And you can tell what's going on in that in the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But well, most of the time. Sometimes it's a little bit like sometimes oh, what it's happened like, here? what happened. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm particular about musicals and I'm really agitated by them sometimes. And I'm disappointed. And Will's disappointed. But I'll ask my question. Wait, can I answer? Can oh I yeah. Didn't you I thought you did. Not really. Oh, okay. What is what's? Hey, Will, what's your niche for theater? What do you really dig your teeth into? Well, now I, there's so much pressure on me to say. <laughs> no, I so I love realism, but I also love just weird stuff. Yeah, weird stuff is really cool. And, and it's and I just I think that we're it's become so popular now in musical theater, not musical theater, well, in all theater, because you know way back when realism was like oh yeah realism like that's all there is blah 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 like whatever then when the theater the absurd came up it was kind of like hey realism just kind of doesn't do justice to how crazy humanity is but even like when we were doing waiting for gato which is absurdist theater yeah i was like this is real yes i was like this could happen so i what really butters my bread is some awesome, amazing, like realistic acting, realism grounded in the given circumstances. But then at the same time, there are moments and instances where it's just out of reality. Yeah. I love it so much. Like Because like it has to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like we're doing a show for people and we're pretending we're other people. It yes. can't be too real. You but know what also I mean? because as humans, we don't we don't all see reality in a linear line. We all like the way that you think of memories and emotions and things that happen you don't see them like a camera that's playing exactly what happened it's so i don't i can't explain it it's just it's, everything is subjective period yeah 100 and it's just like a show has to be a show you know what i mean mm-hmm. it can't be like this is real life like because yeah. it's not because at the end of the day at the end of the show the lights are going to come back up mm-hmm. the curtains got to open back and you're going to be oh hey guess what they didn't actually die yeah. The lights are different now. But also what I'm saying like, is that like you can clap. Like, realism you know I mean? also isn't real life because that's not the way that we perceive reality. Yeah, no. You get it? Like, yeah, you know? I understand what you're saying. You're, you, like everyone's eye is different. Mm-hmm. And the way that I do 
the zoo story yeah. is going to be different from the way that you do the flick. You know yeah. what I mean? And not because they're different shows, but because they're grounded in realism and your perception of reality is very much different than mine. Mm-hmm. I could be looking at you right now and not know that the color of your shirt is gray and, gray and red. Yeah, or even that right. you are skinny. Or, or even if we both you... see gray and red, are we seeing the same color? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Or, oh, or like, wow. does my voice sound the same way? Or You know what I mean? It's just like, like everything. No. Like working, y'all, working at a drive-thru, you hear your voice and it's like, it's like two, these things are not One of these things is not like the other. God. But yeah, I... So I just love Sarah Rule's body of work. It's very much Eurydice like, is so good. Yeah, it's like very realistic acting and realistic circumstances, but then there's just all these otherworldly ethereal things going mm-hmm. on. And also Jacket Little Pill. Y'all. So good. It's a wonderful, awesome, like real life story, but the direction and the way it's choreographed is so just yeah reality bending and it's i love it so much i think this podcast is going to be a little bit longer than our usual podcast i'm fine with it because we answered one question in 10 minutes yeah but it's like our podcast it's our fine. podcast we can do whatever we want and people can listen whenever they want Guys, they can take breaks our, pro- our producers aren't here so we're like so we can do whatever we want <laughs> strap in <laughs> keep your seat belts buckled um if you're in a car please keep your seat belts yeah buckled. please I know people like to listen to podcasts like on, yeah, on click Drive. It, click it or ticket, guys. Click it or ticket. Come on. Yeah. Be smart. Will, what is your favorite thing about acting? And what's your least favorite thing about acting? Ooh. Hmm. Wow. Okay, so my least favorite thing about acting is... Hmm. Used to, I would hate monologues. I used to really, really hate monologues. Yeah. But, um... But then through acting class and voice and speech class, it's really helped me to kind of find how to make words my own. And I think that's the my worst thing that I hate about acting is whenever you f- have a new thing and it's like, oh, how do I take these words and embody them and make them my own instead of it just me just speaking them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it's, it, and then you get into ruts and these patterns and it's like, no, I need to just kind of break out of how I think this should be and like make it, make it my thing yeah you know what i mean and then and then my favorite part of acting is i just love being in a scene with a person yeah it's oh it's so much fun god i think my favorite thing is doing all of the like homework Mm. of like like i have pages and pages of each character that i've played yeah um as of recent you know what i mean but I love doing my homework on a character or on a script. I love doing Mm -hmm. a script analysis and making notes and going through and do all that kind of thing. I would say my least favorite is just kind of the, the pressure that is put on you when you tell someone, Oh, I'm going to school Mm -hmm. for acting. Oh my God. (laughs) Just like not even the pressure, but just the, just the humiliation that for some reason ensues inside of you because you're like, yeah. oh, I have to tell this person. I've gotten a lot better about it. Yeah, me like, too. I, I feel was, better about it. But It was a lot worse when I was telling people what I wanted to go to school for yeah. before like, I got into any schools. That was always the worst because it's like, I don't know where I'm going, but I want to do this. Yeah. You know? And it's just like weird to me because like for some reason, every person I talked to would always know someone who went and didn't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which and we then, all know someone like that. We all know someone like that. We also all know someone who only has one story to tell for each thing, so they tell it for everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just kind of like, that doesn't really apply to me. Like, I'm different. Uh-huh. You don't know me, dude. I'm not Steve. I'm not, I'm not Jared. Lord. Gosh. Um, but yeah, I about what you said about book work, I am... I do book work and it helps a lot, but it is just so hard for me to sit down and do it. Yeah. Which is, but I, I love active analysis. Have you heard of active analysis? I haven't. Oh my God. So maybe I've done it, but I haven't heard of the term. It's so Stanislavski, like in his later years, he kind of realized that he, his method method was bad. (laughs) Stanislavski is like the father of modern acting. He came up with all the terms that we use, like beats and, 
just everything that we used to study a character and acting and everything. And halfway through, he was like, I messed up. <laughs> yeah, he just saw that everyone was so focused on book work that they got too in their heads when it came to acting. So active analysis is basically like, there's all these different stages. The first stage is, stage is just movement, where you read the scene maybe one or two times, get a feel of like where the beats are and like what's going on in the scene. And then you just move of how it moves you and how you yeah. want to affect your other your other person who's in it. And so you just kind of move with each other. And it's called, um, oh my gosh, why can't I think of the name? That's so embarrassing. Um, I'll think of the name later. It's called a, wow, that's really embarrassing. I can't think of the name of what Jeez. the thing is called. It's like a musical term, but it's like not. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so the first thing's movement. The second is you move and you also use like sounds, but very primitive. You can't use words. And then the second is like words from the script. And then the third can be like certain lines. And then another one, you just, um, basically improv the scene. Yeah. So it's basically a way to get actors out of their heads and just focus on what they want and what they want yeah. and how they want to affect the other person. That's pretty cool. I really like that. And you get really like trippy in it. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, I think the my favorite thing about doing acting is the hard work that I put in, and my least favorite is the people that don't understand that it's hard work. Mm. You know what I mean? Snaps of that. Snaps. And um, there will always be people that don't understand that's hard work. Sadly. Yeah. Do you want to do your last question? My last question. Oh. <laughs> so, what's a play that you've read or seen that changed how you see life? Like, change your outlook on life okay um can i can i say this one again we've talked about it but like it truly did yeah is it can it, i say it for you yeah hand to god no sorry oh. uh waiting for gatto oh. really yeah me and well. Will's, will and i's uh it was not our last show together but nah. it was the, it was the last a, show that we did together. It was a really good one. It was a good one. We spent an entire week together and we truly like created a bond like no other that we'd mm-hmm. had before. Without Gato, this podcast wouldn't it be would here. It would not be here. But it truly like taught me acting is not about getting in the headspace of some totally other person and becoming someone else. Yeah. It is truly about being yourself in doing someone else's work. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. And truly paying tribute to that work and the characters in the mm. story and it truly changed my outlook on acting for that reason but also yeah. for i guess for life would be because you're watching these two people who have come to this place and they're waiting for someone and they're waiting and they're waiting and they, and they never do anything it's the play where nothing mm. happens and i know that that would just be absolutely miserable and it really like after that play, I was even more encouraged to do, you know, like do what you want when you want to do it. Yeah. Like if you want to do something, do it. Don't think about it. Just go out there and do mm-hmm. it. Dang, just that, thinking about it, like it's, and it's making like it, fire yeah, in my yeah. stomach. And oh. like that was something that Josiah, our director, told us was like, if you want to do something, do it. Like yeah. go out there and do it. Don't don't think about it. Just do it. Period. Um. So yeah, that would be mine. But mm. what about you? I so there's a play, it's a one-man show that I read that I my, know what you're gonna say. You do. That it was actually my friend found it and lent it to me, and I probably still have do it. You have I'm it? so sorry, Matt. I wanna can I read it? Can you not give it back to her so I can read it? Yeah, sure. I think did I lend it to somebody and then maybe they gave it back to me? I don't know. But anyway, and it's a it's a one-man show that I want to do so bad. But it's called Every Brilliant Thing, and mm-hmm. it's about a guy who when he's really young, he starts this list of everything that he thinks is amazing in the world. And he does it for his mom, who is suicidal and has depression, as a way to help her. But then it kind of becomes its own thing as his way to cope. And he starts it and stops it at different really important parts of his life. And it's it's just so awesome. And my favorite part is that at the very um, front of the of the play... It says that this character can be played by any gender, any ethnicity, any age. It doesn't matter. This story is for everybody, which I think is beautiful. And also there's a lot of, um, it's just one character, but he does bring people from the audience to like 
improv with and be characters in the play, mm. which is really cool. And there's a lot of great use of props and stuff. Which is just that's awesome. And also, this question made me remember something that I want to bring back to our previous question about like like the kind of theater that I love, and I just have to talk about it. It's called a play called Indecent by Paula Vogel. Mm. It's a play of kind of about the history of this other play that was very controversial in Europe and it came over into America and went to Broadway and they actually, the whole cast got arrested for indecency. Are we talking about, no, it's not a doll's house, is it? No, no, this is indecent. The show itself was called indecent? Like the, no, no, no. The show itself was called um, like wrath of, like the wrath of God or something like that. I can't, I can't remember, but yeah. it's no, it, it was like a, um, a show that was originally performed in Yiddish. Okay. And it was so just that it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of work. And it, it, I have watched it several times. Yeah. And each time it's just amazing. That's great. Um, absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Weird theater is the best theater. Weird theater is the best theater. Because theater is weird. Yeah. Okay. Will, what's the best advice you could give someone about acting the song? Oh, wow. This is really a more you-specific question. I don't think I'm going to answer this one. Um, so hmm. what's, what would, what's the best advice? Dang. Maybe ask me that again in a year when I've taken acting the song class. Okay, well, what about now? <laughs> but, I mean, you just got to look at it the exact same way that you look at a monologue. Look at the words you're saying and think about who you're talking to. And um, the only difference in a monologue and a song is that the song gives you a lot more emotional information. Mm -hmm. You know, you have music and you have rhythm and the notes to tell you the journey that your character's going on. I would say that's another hard thing about acting is that you're given a monologue and you're kind of like, oh, well, I have to kind of think about my own rhythm and my own tone and like where I want to take this. Yeah. But then in a song, all that's given to you and you just kind of have to figure out, oh, why did I transition to that? Where's my character going with this? Why did I go to the bridge here? Like, what? where is the song taking me? So, yeah, it's all a journey. You just kind of have to, like, write it out and really think about, don't let the song play through you. You have to be in charge of the song Pure. and, like, take charge of what you want, basically. That's my advice. Okay. Will, do you yourself, Will, mm. do you have a method? I've, yes and no. Yeah. Um, this past year before I would just be like, Oh, here's words on a, on a script. I'll just say them, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. But then this year at school has really taught me like, Oh, there is like a process to this mm -hmm. and I love it. It's, it's, it makes everything just makes so much more sense and makes everything so much clearer. And it's really nice. So yeah, I, Definitely, I like to read through the script a few times. I like to mark for beats where I think that things have shifted or changed. Um, mark lines are important to my character. I love, a big thing I love to do is you read through and you write down everything that someone says about your character. Mm -hmm. You write down everything that the playwright says about your character, like describes or in the stage directions. You write down everything that you say about your character. And that really helps you to get like a really big scope of, oh, who I, who am I in the story? Yeah. How do I change in the story? And also like, how do others perceive me in yes. the story? Uh -huh. So like, if that person is the main character, then that might be the way that you need to act. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Exactly. Uh -huh. and, oh, and definitely figuring out your function. Because sometimes, I mean, we all want to take our acting super seriously. But if your character is just coming on and saying like, Oh look, he's here. Then that's that's what your character's doing. You can't really Yeah, no. No, there's really no need to delve too deep into that because then you kind of you lose you, sight. Yeah, it gets muddy. It gets muddy. That's when things get muddy. But yeah. And but I just I don't know, I say I say all that stuff and then whenever I am actually working on something, I just like to work on it and play around and kind of see like how it goes. Yeah. And I love to do a lot of like if a part isn't, if lines aren't really working for me, I like to do some voice and speech exercises where you just kind of like mess around with the words and kind of make them not make sense so mm -hmm. that you can 
kind of shape them how you want. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. I think it, I think doing the book work helps. Yeah. Very much so. I mean, I go through and I highlight anything that I find funny, mm-hmm. anything that I find just like good writing. I usually do different colors. So like usually if I like something, I just do it in yellow, oh, but yeah. like for like, I usually have blue, which is like things about my character that come up or just facts. Like I'm 15 or I am, you know, like just facts about the character. I highlight. You look good for 15. Sorry. That was, <laughs> I'm, I'm 18. I'm going to be 19 so, tomorrow. Tomorrow's so my birthday. Tomorrow's your birthday. Yeah, I'll be. I mean, nineteen tomorrow. Oh my god! But I, I was saying fifteen, referring to Hand of God, just because that was the last Whatever. age that I, I mean, played. You, you, you do look fifteen. I will say. Thank, thank you, <laughs> thank you. I'm thank. trying to get over it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say doing your homework really helps because it's when you do your homework and your book work, when you get to the space, then you can play. If mm. you know your stuff, then that's when you can play. Yes. So that's what I strive for: is you know, mm. being able to play. Oh, and also making sure to mark special places thematically, like in the show, mm-hmm. not just for your character, but like, oh, what does this mean on the larger scale, like for the show, and yeah, like what lines do I need to emphasize to make everything make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's do the next question. What role do you beat yourself up over the most? Oh wow! Recently, Jack. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just watched videos of myself when I was Jack in Newsies. Hey. And I don't know. It's not necessarily like how I'm speaking or singing. But I don't know. I just watched and there's like some kind of disconnect with my body. Mm-hmm. I see. I'm like, oh, wow. I really wish I could have like had more tools to kind of get grounded into my body before I worked on yeah. the show. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I would say for me, I know it was like a long time ago, but it's really just one that I want. I think I just want to redo it. Mm-hmm. I really want to play Nick Caraway in The Great Gatsby again. Oh, you need to. I know that I need to because do you, I... Do you keep that monologue around? Oh, yeah. Good. All of them. I, I, I remember most of them, which is weird, but I can... I, mean, I, I have no idea if those are ever done, but like you should keep them around. I'll just keep them around just for fun. Yeah. Just to say in the mirror. um will who's your actor role model Uh, another actor that you kind of follow in the footsteps of you feel like whoa um i don't know if there's specifically like an actor that i i'm like ooh, i want to look after their process and do exactly what they're doing yeah that's not what i mean but i mean like you know what i mean yeah 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 I, I just love Jake Gyllenhaal. <gasps> Will, I was going to say Jake Gyllenhaal, too. Stop it. Will, no, like, I'm being completely honest. Like, Literally stop. Just because I want to do everything, and he does that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And he's so good. Like, he's amazing. Oh, God, Will. Do you want to watch a Jake Gyllenhaal movie? Yeah. We should watch Enemy. Yeah. On the, I, I, like, started it, but I haven't finished it. Okay. We need to watch it. All right. Because I, I'm his acting, and that's really good. Yeah. Let's go do that instead of being on this podcast. Yeah. Guys, this has Guys, been this has been a, a good a good theatrical talk. And yeah, if you would like us to do it. another one, we are looking for ideas for some other episodes. So if you want yeah. part two and have specific questions that you want answered, please let us know. Pretty please. Or if you just have any ideas for any other podcast ever. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Please Our so next much. podcast is going to be about college. College. Um, so uh, heads up and uh, go on and listen to that if you are an upcoming freshman, or if you just want to hear us talk about what we uh, we did this past semester. Yeah. But anyway, thank you guys for listening to Third Best, the podcast for you and your third best friend. I am always Dalton Causey. And I am Will Cobb. And we hope that you guys have a great day and yes. rock on. Go Be good to there. each other. Go out there, love somebody. And make some good art. Mm-hmm. Make some weird art. Yeah. Let's get weird. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> always. Goodbye. <laughs>